Hello and welcome to another episode of our Brothers Creed podcast where we talk about motivation, experiences, and we explore the world around us. I'm Jared. I'm Ethan. And today we're going to be talking about uh, something that's kind of cool that Jared and I like to, to share with each other. These are uh, celebrity workout and diet routines. Um, you know, we, we uh, kind of were talking about some of these and we're like, man, that's crazy. Or that guy used to be uh, the heavy set guy and now he got super fit for this specific role. How on earth did he do that? Um, and so on our own fitness quest of being best, the best that we can be, uh, we put together some, uh, some ideas, some things that we liked. Um, uh, we put kind of s- some crazy stories together about different strategies of dieting and exercise that some people have. So it's going to be a cool episode. Yeah, let's dive in. You can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in the pocket. We will not go quietly into the night. They tell me you're a man with true grit. I am the one who knocks. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! That's how winning is done. All right, so I, I think that, you know, first to start off this episode, uh, what we're going to do is we're each going to talk about some celebrity uh, uh, weight loss programs that we like, and just some things that we admire. So I, I kind of pulled two that, um, that I really admire um, just the way that they did it and the hard work that they had. And uh, hopefully you guys have seen some of these movies. And if not, uh, you should go out and see them. <laughs> so uh, you want me, should I do mine first? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So one of mine first is, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal, but it is, uh, it's a pretty cool movie. It's uh, about a boxing, he's a boxer, so he gets absolutely shredded for this role. Uh, and it's actually it, it crazy was, shredded. It was the next role after he did Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, he's like this creepy, like really small guy, and and then he gets absolutely shredded for this role. Uh, so it, it's pretty cool. Um, Rachel McAdams is in it, and she is smoking hot in this movie. Uh, just saying. Uh, and so uh, anyway, so the movie Southpaw, and he 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 put on twenty eight pounds of lean muscle for this role. Uh, so he went from one hundred forty seven pounds to one hundred seventy five pounds. So pretty small. Uh, still, but uh, I didn't know he was that small. Yeah, uh, the guesses that well, it didn't come out exactly what his body fat percentage was, but it's they guesstimated it around five percent. What people guess. So I wanted to give people an idea of what your body percent fat uh, chart means. So for really for women and men, it is very different what your percent body fat could be. So there's a couple different categories here, being essential fat, you know, athletes fitness, average, and then obese. So for the essential fat, women, it's about 10 to 13%. Men, that's 2 to 5%. I think Rocky in Rocky 4, four was at 3%, right? Yeah, 3% crazy, body fat. Crazy cut for that. So it's just, you know, you can't really maintain that. I mean, those are, that's down into the essential fat. You can only maintain that for like, you know, a couple of shoots, you know. Uh, athletes are... Um, Women are between 14 and 20 percent. Men are between six and 13 percent. Uh, if you're talking those who are just, you know, if if you're really fit, uh, women is 21 to 24 percent. Men is 14 to 17 percent. And then for average, uh, you're talking women are 25 to 30 percent, and men are 18 to 24 percent. I think I'm I, right now. I'm sitting at right about 21 uh, percent. So I'm trying to push down that. I'm trying to push into the fitness, uh, the, the fitness uh, uh, 
category there. Uh, coming off of uh, you know 2020 and all that was, I've just been working really hard this year, so I've been bringing that down. And then obese is, for women, anything 32% over, and for men, anything 25% or over is considered obese. Interesting. So anyway, just give that context so that you know a little bit. I won't. Sh- I won't share my body fat. <laughs> so you know a I'm little t- bit. About I'm, I'm tall. <laughs> my I have heavy bones. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's see. So the, his workout. So his workout was insane. So he worked out. He prepared for this role for six months. He worked out four to six hours a day every single day, no rest days. Uh, and it, what he did is he started off every morning with a thousand sit-ups. He started with five hundred sit-ups, and then he got to a thousand. Uh, in the morning, and then he would run eight miles uh, all before his training session began in the day. And so he he would, just a couple of things that he would do, he would do 15 minutes of intense jump roping, jump rope training. He would do additional strength training, including an additional 1,000 sit-ups to make 2,000 for the entire day. I mean, dude, his abs were shredded for that movie, but doing 2,000 sit-ups for a day, can you imagine how sore your abs would be the next day? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 100 pull-ups a day, tricep dips, push-ups, uh, a lot of that, uh, he was, he worked out with 250 pound tractor tire. And so he would do the traditional flips. He'd flip it 20 times and he would use a sledgehammer on it. Sledgehammer actually really builds your core, uh, your hand and your forearm. It's a good right hand and forearm workout. Um, he said two to four hours a day, he would work on footwork and sparring, uh, shadow boxing, uh, bag training, heavy speed, heavy bag and speed bag, and also one hour of weightlifting. So he was doing a lot and I, I was watching some interviews with him and he was saying like, really, he, he was like, I've never done boxing. I'd never watched boxing. So he's like, I was so nervous that I would get out there and just not know how to move, not know what to do. Uh, but when he finished his training, uh, his trainer was like, he could go box it. He could go box in a match right now. Like that's how uh, ready he is to, uh, to be a fighter. I and think that's, I think that's so cool. Um, just like, with actors and stuff like that in movies um, that you can, you just get so much exposure to so many different things that you wouldn't in, in real life. Like I think what Tom Cruise, he, you know, he flies helicopters and he, he's like goes skydiving all a bunch of times. And he's, he's like all of the stuff that he does. He's actually proficient at doing. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Yeah. So, so just interesting on some of the food that he ate, uh, he ate six to seven meals uh, per day every three hours. Uh, so, but if you think about it, you've got to fuel your, fuel your body because he's expending so much energy. He loaded up on carbs in the morning to fuel, uh, for fuel to burn during those workouts. And then in the evening, he shifted that higher protein, which really helps repair your muscles and build that muscle. Because if you're not, if you're working out so hard like that and you're not replenishing with that, you're not getting the right amount of protein, you're going to lose your muscle. Your, your body's going to eat at your muscles. So uh, one of the quotes that he said here, uh, he said, my diet would consist of lots of eggs, chicken, fish, bananas, apples, almonds, cocoa beans, uh, raisins, goji berries. I don't know what a goji berry is. Anyway, probably some California. I was going to say, it sounds expensive. <laughs> Rye bread, pasta, uh, he says potatoes, lots of steamed vegetables, a salad, avocado, tomatoes, broccoli, and other dark green leaves. Nothing was fried and everything was as natural as possible. I would drink plenty of water throughout the day as well. In terms of supplements, uh, there was vitamin D, uh, vitamin C, and there was also protein shakes. So this is interesting. 
he didn't use any steroids or human growth hormone. I was actually looking at it because I saw this and I was like, yeah, he was all natural. And his trainer, uh, his guy's name was uh, Mar. Oh, uh, excuse me. Uh, wait, I lost the name of the trainer. But the trainer this the the, the, the trained him is very natural, very all natural, and, and he didn't want to use any H uh, human growth or hormone or anything like that, and or what they call PED uh, performance enhancing drugs. Uh, oh, Happy Happy Hill uh, is his name. And, and that guy actually said that 20% of actors use PEDs or performance-enhancing drugs to bulk up and define. And I, I think it's just interesting because I was looking at, you know, his workout and, and I you know his trainer and I looked at some of his quotes and he said, you know, I just was taking vitamin D3, vitamin C, and some protein shakes. But I was came across one article and the guy was like, oh, yeah, he used Magnum Shred. And it was like some guy trying to sell his HGH, uh, you know, pills or whatever. And they and so he just said that Jake Gyllenhaal used that, but he didn't actually use that. So you yeah. have to be careful because people are always trying to sell all kinds of stuff. And that's a and especially in the health industry. Yeah. And one thing that's interesting is that for each one of these people that I looked at, there were like questions. Did so and so use steroids? And it's like, well, like, what are the signs? Like, is their face flushed? Do they have acne? Uh, do they have, uh, you know, all this stuff? And, uh, you know, I, and and it's actually funny because I was like, yeah, that's interesting. And, and they were like, oh, no, he didn't use it. But I've been doing some workout videos, uh, some core workout videos, and I, like, do this guy on YouTube. Uh, it's like a 15-minute core workout. And the guy's just, like, sitting in there jamming. He actually doesn't have a shirt on. It was just one I picked. But I noticed that he had acne all over his shoulder. And he's like a 25-year-old guy. And I'm like, why does he have acne all over his shoulder? And I was like, I just put two and two together. I'm like, probably because he's on human growth hormone, and that's one of the side effects. Yeah, or yeah, or testosterone will give you lots of acne. Yeah. So I, I just thought that, that was interesting because it's just it's a shortcut, and a, a, a lot of these guys are using it. I mean, was it Stallone got busted with? smuggling a uh, bunch of steroids. I mean, Schwarzenegger did steroids. Yeah. So I, that's why I like Jake Gyllenhaal's transformation because he worked like hell to get there and he just did it all naturally. And so, uh, you know, he put himself through all that trial and stuff and, and through all that discipline. Oh, actually, I do want to share some of the quotes that he said. Uh, the, I really liked some of these quotes that he said. And when he was in an interview, he just rattled these off like they had been burled into his mind during this difficult time. He said it, uh, being physically strong like that, he said it breeds a type of self-confidence that is beyond normal. When you're, when you're physically strong and you can feel that, he's like, I just felt so confident in myself. And he's like, it was beyond normal. Uh, and he said, freedom is on the other side of discipline. I loved that. And I think I shared that with yeah, you yeah, earlier you today. Uh, and the last one was, your mind can only match where your body is. And I thought that was interesting. And I think that no, I don't think that's true for all cases. You know, you think about Stephen Hawking or something like that. But I, I think in most cases, if you are kind of have dis not taking care of your body and you're not being active, then that's going to slow down your mind too. And I, I think that that is, uh, I think generally that's a, that's a truth that uh, is very interesting that he shared. Yeah, um, I the, the I thought that was very interesting. I think that. Um, the, the performance enhancing and different things like that uh, in the 
celebrity realm is probably rampant to a certain extent, but uh, I think there's definitely some gems out there, and, and it's just a personal preference. There's some people that say, you know, I have more integrity than that or whatever else it might be. Um, you know, whenever whenever Arnold Schwarzenegger was... Uh, pumping doing, iron? Yeah, doing, you know, pumping iron, whenever that that's the documentary on his, um, you know, Mr. Olympia uh, victories and stuff like that. Uh, back at that time period in the United States, steroids were not illegal. And so it's not like they were doing anything bad, you know, they weren't illegal and they were, everybody did steroids who was in that industry um, and probably still do, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. We have to do your own personal research, but I mean, every, everybody to each their own. Um, I don't I don't know that I would personally say like, I guess I'm more of a, like a libertarian when it comes to that, but like, I don't, if you want to take steroids, then go ahead. I mean, I, I'm like, you know, if you absolutely, if you're, as long as you're aware of the side effects of that, you're an adult, you know, go ahead. Yeah, I think in in certain I think in certain industries, I mean if it's if it's completely acceptable, I don't know. If yeah, that, that's kind of a hard thing. I mean, you think but, well, uh, maybe well, in bodybuilding. That's not in the sports. Like, that's I'm talking, I'm not talking about in sports though. Yeah, I'm talking about yeah, that's what I was going to say in bodybuilding. It's like, well, you're just trying to get bigger than the other dude or, or more symmetrical or whatever it might be. But in sports, if someone's, you know, taking steroids and they have a specific advantage over someone else. Um, that did you see that that documentary on Netflix about that? How the Russians were absolutely cheating across the board. I did watch some of that. Yeah, that was nuts, man. You got if you haven't seen that documentary, it's, I think it's called Is- Iscariot or, or it's some kind of Russian thing, but it's about the steroids, uh, and the, the, the Olympics and how they went. They, they did this. I the KGB lot, was involved, and they yeah. did all these switching out of all these people's blood tests, and there was these labs, and it's just like crazy. Yeah. I know that a lot of the, uh, I mean, a lot of them were busted, but I, I remember listening or hearing more about like the swimmers and stuff like that that were on like all the kind of steroids and everything else. And then, but regardless of that, um, the one of the celebrities that I have always kind of been drawn to and that I always thought was was really cool um, was is Hugh Jackman. Um, Hugh Ackman. <laughs> yes. So Hugh. Jackman, uh, who plays the Wolverine in the X-Men movies, um, he has always just kind of had this, uh, and it's really interesting because he played Wolverine for like 15 years. I mean, through tons of movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the way from like, you know, X-Men, the first X-Men movie that, that came out uh, in our generation, right? It was, that was like 2000, early 2000s. Yeah, the 2002, maybe something like that. And then now there he he was in Logan that came out like two years ago. That was awesome. Um, that was so, an awesome movie. You haven't seen that. By yeah. The way. So it's it's been, it's been fifteen twenty years that he's been playing this this character of of Wolverine. You know who's this uh, uh, this really strong um, mutant, right? That uh, and I was watching uh, uh, some interviews with 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 him. And he has now since kind of retired from the Wolverine mantle. Um, and somebody said, well, why are you retiring? He's like, because I'm tired of eating lettuce. (laughs) (laughs) That was like, that was like why, why he said he was, he was retiring. But I mean, he, he's got so many other things that he's, that he's doing. Uh, Unless the Deadpool guy can bring him back at what Ryan Reynolds can bring him back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but one thing is too, is that if you go back and you watch the original, um, X-Men movie where he's, 
Uh, he's not particularly that ripped in that no, movie. No, he's not. He's not that big. I mean, he's cut, right? Yeah, so yeah. He, he has a low body body fat percentage, which makes your muscles obviously appear bigger. Um, but he's not that big. But then if you look at some of the later movies, I mean, he has definitely put on a lot of weight. And it's interesting, too, because he his career, he played in a lot of different types of movies, but he kind of came from like a, a Broadway career. Yeah, he did. And... Um, He's he, he's a, a taller guy. He's I think he's six foot around around there, maybe six one or six two. Um, but uh, he was always kind of skinnier in a lot of things that I saw him beforehand. Um, but over the past fifteen years, he's played this character who is this muscular, you know, kind of animalistic character. He has just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger for every movie. Yeah. Now. It, it, it's kind of, it was kind of cool to watch that because it seems like this natural progression that you know every movie he's a little bit bigger and maybe there's two years between movies which that is complete you know if if he were just to jump on the 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 performance enhancing bandwagon he could have probably put on the difference between the first movie and the the last movie the 15, 16 year difference he probably could have put that on in in you know from one movie to the next um and I don't know if he took stuff or whatever else but um, typically people don't share stuff like that, but no. what I want to talk about is first his, uh, his diet and then, uh, his kind of his workout routine. So, uh, first his diet plan, he defined it as, um, he, basically he said simplicity reigns supreme, right? If it's too complicated, you're not going to do it. Yep. Um, and so he said he ate a lot of the same foods at a lot of the same times. Um, he did, uh, obviously this kind of varies up and down depending on what you're doing. Um, but his typical strategy was, um, he would have four meals a day plus, uh, some supplements that he would take. Um, so just kind of reading through some of the things, um, he'd have breakfast, he would have one cup of healthy oatmeal, um, and then basically on there it said, it said, eggs are your friend, right? He said he would have eggs, eggs a lot. Um, well, that with, protein, you gotta have that yeah, protein with, or else you're going to lose that muscle. With meals, as snacks and hard boiled. And he said, he said, eggs are your friend. Um, so for breakfast, he'd have one cup of healthy oatmeal. Uh, for a second meal, he would have, uh, a steak, one serving of lean steak with sweet potato and broccoli. A third meal, he would have chicken with brown rice and spinach. And fourth meal, he would have, um, avocado or fish with avocado. And so his whole strategy was his, his trainer strategy was bulking and then cutting, which I think is a very common strategy um, across people that are um, you know, preparing for something, whether it's a movie or a, 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 a show yeah, yeah. or, you know, competition, competition yeah. whatever it might be. Um, but at the same point he was, so he, his bulking would, he would increase his calorie intake of these, healthier foods, right? He would just increase his calorie intake and he was working out um, in a, a different strategy. And then whenever he gets to the cutting phase, he wants to retain as much of that bulk that he built, but then cut that body fat percentage, like you said, um, to you know whatever the desired specific rate is. And you do that by um, decreasing your calorie intake um, and in, Man- in increasing your calorie uh export or you know your, your, your calorie burn um whether you want to increase that with cardio or, or whatever it may be um yeah 
so he was very dedicated to this and he had a similar workout time, right? He was working out three, four hours a day in the mix of things. The thing is too, is that that's not practical for someone like me or someone like you. We can, yeah. I, I can't, I, I've got, you know, wife, four kids, full-time job, plus side gigs, plus whatever else we're doing. And it's just like, I don't have time to work out four hours a day and still like, I don't know, be a functioning human being. Yeah, um, absolutely. But that's literally their job. I mean, he gets paid to do that. And it, yep. it, I mean, that's part of his contract is he's, that, you know, y- you get to the look at this certain way and we'll pay you this much money and put you in this movie. Um, so uh, do you have something to say? No. Okay. I thought you were going to, um, basically for his workout routine, um, they did what they, they called progressive overloading. So they would put him on a four week scheduled program where they would increase the, and this is weightlifting mostly, but they would increase the weight for the first three weeks. Each week they would increase it. And then on the fourth week they would decrease the weight, but increase the reps significantly. Um, so to start everything off, he would take his, uh, his one rep max and then they would use on, on these different lifts. He would do a uh, uh, barbell bench press back squat, which is just a standard, you know, barbell squat. Uh, he would do weighted pull-ups and deadlifts. Um, and then he had some, some kind of uh, some auxiliary lifts in there too, his curls and everything's like that. But you don't really max out on those things. Um, but those were kind of the main lifts that he would max out on and do a one rep max, and then they would use that number to calculate all of the reps for the rest of the, the week. Um, and he would say, you know, f- for the the day one, he would do five reps. Typically, he would do uh, five reps on, on day one through four, and then on day five, he would increase uh, or decrease the weight and, and increase the reps. So um, that, to me, was a good strategy, and looking at that, it was like, hey, I can, you know, I could I could do that. That's something that, that I could do to a certain extent. Obviously, you need special equipment and stuff like that to bench press and all that. But um, just that strategy of uh, finding something that, that worked for somebody might not work for somebody else. Or something that I try might not, it might have worked great for Jake Gyllenhaal, but maybe his strategy isn't, isn't going to specifically work for me. Now, I think the underlying tone of all of these strategies and that we've talked about so far is just is hard work. And I think hard yeah. work pays off. Well, I, I think that, you know, where people say, you know, abs are built in the kitchen. I think the hard work, the, most of the hard, it's like, you know, like, you ever seen the things like what people think I, what people think is hard, like what is actually hard. Yeah. Like what people think is hard is going to the gym and like pumping iron. What's actually hard is balancing out your macros, getting the right calorie counts, eating every, eating and sticking to your diet uh, and not cheating. And not being like, oh man, I'm gonna go to Denny's for dinner tonight, or I just, oh, like this is, I would just want some cookies, or I'm out at a, a work a party and I just want to eat a handful of stuff, or this is so delicious, you know. It's having that discipline to not eat that and to just track. And so, uh, and then we're gonna talk a little bit later about you know some of the strategies that I've done to, uh, you know, in mm-hmm. my workout routine. But I think that that's like that is important, like you're saying, hard work, but that goes for the kitchen and it goes for the gym. Hundred uh, percent. It's interesting. I, way back when, you know, I heard one time that uh, it's kind of the abs are built in the kitchen. Same type thing is that you know everybody has abs. You could get down and you could do, you know, 
a, a million sit-ups or crunches or whatever it might be, but if you don't lose weight, you could have you could be ripped in your with your abs. You could have the strongest abs in the entire world, but if you've got a bunch of fat over them, then it it doesn't like it doesn't matter, right? I mean, obviously it's important to have a strong core anyway, but at the same point, you could not ever do abs one time, but you could get super lean. You could lose a lot of that that fat that you have and that you carry. And everybody's got ab muscles. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm not doing it. I don't have ab muscles to be doing two thousand sit ups a day. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and, so, and so I think it's I think it's a balance of both. Yeah. You know, that that it needs to. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You need right. to, to to work out. Not that it's all about the abs, but yeah. You but that's why you bulk, and then you and then you cut. Yeah. That's because you bulk and you build all that up, but then you cut to shred off the, the little bit of fat. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. Do you have anything else to share with about? Uh, uh, no, not the about Wolverine. Not, not about the Wolverine. Um, I mean, he's crazy. So that guy's awesome. Also, loved him in Les Mis. Uh, yeah, for he, sure, he's great. Um, cool. Well, I had uh, the other one that I did was I did uh, Henry Cavill, who, like I mentioned to you early, is dating. Uh, I think her name is Cara Dune. The well, on from, the on um, oh that's that's on um the Disney Plus show on the Mandalorian Mandalorian her name her is name Karen is Karen. um what's her name I can't remember her name is anyway it's the uh, I think it is Cara Dune is no or it's, that's it's it. in the movie it's like Kelly Carano or something like that oh okay yeah yeah Ke- yeah her name, last name is Carano or something but anyway they were dating so I think that's like a cool power couple uh, anyway he got absolutely jacked for Superman and. Uh, just some of the the stats about what he did is he was eating 5,000 calories a day. So if you think about the amount of calories that he's eating, it's because he's burning that many, he's burning so many calories that he has to feed his muscles and he's got to, you know, have the energy to burn or he's going to be losing weight. Yeah. And, and so, uh, he's worked out two and a half hours, uh, a day, f- um, four to five days a week. Uh, so a little bit less than Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, but uh, so his trainer was his, was a guy named Mark uh, Twight. Uh, he he has also discussed like one of the things that they discussed was something that was called uh, a tailpipe, and as, as it says, uh, which plays a role towards the end of each workout. He said essentially a tailpipe is a, a tag team routine that intentionally pushes you toward, if not beyond, exhaustion. Why is it called tailpipe? Because it's supposed to leave you feeling like you just got sucked on, like you just sucked on one. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're just like totally winded. It involves the following exercises. So row 250 meters, hold two 24 uh, kilogram kettlebells in the rack position while concentrating on your breathing. The rack position, I would think that that's like, like, like your bench press. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, rest for 45 seconds, switch with your partner, and repeat until you've done three rows and three racks. So uh, I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. but Kind of like a burnout right at the end. Yeah, the really part here is, and the part with his workout is it was heavy weight, like you mentioned with Henry, like with the the, uh, Hugh Jackman. It's heavy weight up front. They would do those, those maxes, and they would like taper back and say, okay, we're doing 70% of your max. And they would just do that heavy, heavy weight. That's how Ronnie Coleman got so giant because he was doing such heavy weights. Yeah, that ain't steroids. That, well, yeah. And then it totally jacked him up. 
Yeah, he's jacked up now. He's got, <laughs> he's got he has all kind of back issues, and he's had surgery multiple times. He's got nerve damage, but he's constantly taking pills. He's like, I'm in pain all yeah. the time. But he was a king. He was. They told him to stop. They told him the the the, the bodybuilding committee were like, dude, you need to lose weight. You're too big. And so, like one of his Mr. Olympias, he actually lost weight uh, to trim up a little bit more. Uh, because he was too big for one of the things. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. crazy. Here's another documentary on Netflix about him. Yes, there is. Um, so y- you, uh, who else did you have? So, um, those are all. Let's say those are all good examples, right? And, and this this other one that I had, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe it's not a bad example, but it's just a different example. But there's this guy. He's got this YouTube channel. His name's Callie Muscle, and um, he's just this super eccentric guy. He's He's jacked though. I mean, he's just he's like really he, he's he's huge. Um, a little bit about his story. So he he went to prison for like eleven years, and in prison he started uh, lifting weights really heavy, uh, or really diligently, and started trying to eat the best that he could. Um, How do you do that in prison? I don't know. Uh, maybe <laughs> hey man, just, give me your tuts. Yeah, maybe maybe just eat more. Um, so one day he got in trouble, and the guards um, confiscated his iron. Is what he said. So they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let him lift anymore. So uh, he found out other ways to use other kind of types of equipment in in prison. So he would like uh, fill up. Uh, he would use uh, huge water bottles full of water, and he would use garbage bags as like resistance bands and like all this different kind of stuff. And then finally, um, they got to the point to where they were so angry that he was still lifting and still getting bigger and still whatever that they put him in solitary and was like, you know, try to try to get big in there. And then basically he came up with a whole routine that was like, um, you know, uh, handstand push-ups, all sort of kind of stuff. And it was like, no matter what they what, what they did, he was like, minus putting him in a in a straight jacket. That's cool. He was like, he was gonna he was gonna get big. Um, and so in 2010 he got out of got out of prison, decided that he was gonna try to develop a career in bodybuilding, and and uh, started a YouTube channel. And he's got you know millions of followers and all this kind of stuff. So he's re- he's really built to something around this, but his whole thing, his, his diet, I mean, his, uh, we, you know, uh, we shared a little bit about his workout routine, but, um, it's just very raw, right? His diet is kind of interesting. He focuses on, um, you know, growing for cheap is what he calls it. Um, and he incorporates things like, uh, you know, like eating like six ramen noodle packets, and like, oh, uh, man. you know, frozen pizzas and, um, you know, whenever you're trying to grow on the cheap, one of the things is you have uh, at least one fast food meal a day. And it's just like, oh, geez, all sorts of stuff um, that, that he basically says. And I mean, I guess if you I think the same thing, too, is if if I were if, if, if someone were to go from like not doing very much to um putting in the hard work and working out and doing everything else, then you probably could still see benefit from, you know, if you're working out all day, every day, but you were eating like that, you know, you probably could still get big. Well, you probably still get like, strong. You can eat pizzas or like you could eat whatever you want. I say, oh man, because that's not very like clean stuff. It's just like a bunch of preservatives and stuff like that. But if you count the macros out in those pizzas and, and and you understood how much fat, protein and carbs are in that and you dialed it in and you could you could lose weight doing that. I mean, heck, you could sure. eat yeah. only Oreos uh like 
Greek you yogurt. Could, you could and lo- you could Oreos, lose weight, Greek yeah. yogurt, and like uh, what's a what's a uh, well Oreos is basically a lot of carbs and fat. <laughs> but yeah. you, you could just like just eating those three things. Yeah, or well, those two things. And a lot of it is just caloric intake, right? If it, you just would have to eat less if you're eating something that's very has a lot of calories in it. But uh, another thing that that he would do is um, one of the the supplements, right? That he would take is that he he would make this stuff, and this is like such a I mean I don't know I've never been to prison. But this is like <laughs> such a prison thing to do, right? So he calls it hyphy mud. Oh geez, right? And his his hyphy mud. This is like his pre workout. This is what he drinks before he goes in to work out, and then during his workout to just to give him crazy energy. Right, so what he does... Scoop of cocaine, a, a, a scoop of <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, C4. <laughs> yeah, so what he does is he takes a, a cup, he takes a, uh, a can of Coca-Cola, and he pours it in a cup, and then he takes um, at least four heaping spoons full of instant coffee. And he puts it. He puts it in the uh, in the Coca Cola, and it has like a reaction where it like fizzes up. Yeah, like fizzes up immediately, and it kind of turns into this like sludge stuff that kind of like settles down, and um, and then basically he like he pounds that right before <laughs> oh, well, he man. drinks. He said. Uh, supposedly there's a bunch of other people that do this and he was like you guys aren't taking it right because you you know he's, he said I get people commenting and saying that I did the hyphy mud and then you know after 30 minutes I'm just crashed like I just have to sleep I can't do anything else and and he goes well you're not taking it right you gotta drink half of it right before you go into the gym in like five minutes it'll be kicked in and then he said you gotta just sip on that thing for the rest of your you know the rest of your time you're in the gym and that'll like keep you pumped up and keep you energized and i'm just like that cannot be good for oh, you oh man um and it's, it's funny like he so he calls it hyphy mud and mud m-u-d stands for makes you dangerous <laughs> <laughs> and so what's what's really interesting is this was like back when he first kind of got out of prison this was like his thing right and it, it was kind of his trademark but now he's actually got a supplement line Called of course. hyphy mud, yeah, that he sells, and <laughs> that's it's hilarious. Just, yeah, it was just a funny thing. I mean, he he's he seems like a nice enough guy. Actually, one of the quotes that I got from him, uh, he said, "Strong people don't put others down; they lift them up." So it's just kind of a cool quote from him that you know he's 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 just a a guy who's trying to get by. Yeah, that's cool. I, I like that uh, mentality. That uh, that. Uh, that's that's very, I like that quote. That's that's interesting. But you know, I think like the you can lose. Like, there was a guy who did lose some weight, you know, just doing like uh, eating Oreos or something like that. So it just depends on on how you're eating and you know if you're starving. But like I think that one thing. So I I guess w- w- some of my thoughts about a diet is that if when whatever diet you choose, make sure it's sustainable. Yeah. Uh, if you're saying like oh, if you're like a a big guy and you're like, Oh, I'm going to eat 1300 calories a day. That's not enough, man. And you're not going to stick to that. Cause you're going to be so hungry and you're, you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to do so great. I'm going to lose so much weight. And then like four days in, you're going to be like, I'm absolutely starving. And I need to eat. So, and then you're going to binge. And yeah. Then, and then, so and, you and need to, and then you're going to have, you know, 10,000 calories in that day that you're just like, I just have to, yeah, you gotta do something that is sustainable. Uh, do something. That's why, like, from what my wife and I have been doing, we've been doing this program called Clean Simple Eats. Uh, but we're actually starting to venture a little bit away from that right now. We're still tracking our, our macros and whatnot. I think another thing is tracking your food intake. Uh, it's just like a budget. 
you know, if you don't have a budget, you're just going to spend your money wildly, and you're, you're going to be like, oh, well, I don't know where this money's. You know, I have a general idea of, of how much money I have. I'm just going to start spending it. Uh, and so it, it's the same exact way, but for your body, if you don't know what you're putting into your body, then you're, you're going to overeat. I mean, especially if you go over, to, if you you know are out doing something, you're like, oh man, this thing is absolutely delicious. I'm going to eat more of this. And then when you find yourself eating just because something is delicious and not because uh, you're hungry, that's when you're like, that's when you should be thinking twice. So uh, one, I think tracking your calories makes you more cognizant about what you're putting in your mouth. And also you're kind of like, I don't even want to take an extra snip of that because then I'm going to have to go back to my phone. I'm going to write that. it down. And so uh, that is easy. I use uh, my fitness pal. Uh, I think it's uh that's the app. It's a blue app. Uh, that one is works great for my wife and I. Uh, again, like I, I mentioned, it's important to uh, tra- we we track our, our macros. And we've had a lot of success with that. Um, I, I've in the past since December, I think fourteenth, I've lost about sixteen pounds uh, from uh, doing uh, doing this and just eating eating healthy and working out. I work out, you know. Following the program that we follow uh, the program I, every every uh, I work out for thirty minutes. Wellness every, Reset twenty twenty one. That's right. Every single um, every five days a week, uh, f- for thirty minutes, uh, and then I will go on walks and stuff with the kids, and we we'll want to walk around the neighborhood. In fact, my wife and I have been walking quite a bit uh, around the neighborhood. She's doing it a lot more than I have. I can, but she'll just go on a walk with the kids for like ten minutes around the neighborhood. I mean, heck, in the past like two three weeks, she's averaging like. I think it was like six miles a, a a day, like walking. Just by walking, yeah. Yeah, so just going a ten minute walk, like four times a day, and uh, with the kids. That's awesome. And uh, so it's been really. Uh, sh- she's done excellent with it, and uh, we've both uh, really enjoyed it. And and it also about eating good food. So your your workout doesn't your working out. It doesn't have to be like you, Jack, when you like just eating lettuce. You can eat really good stuff, and we we've had great. Well, it's a great cook. There's lots of great things you can make, but if you just you just gotta track it, and if you're making stuff from scratch by yourself, it's a lot easier to eat more healthy stuff, more food, because it's not you know prepackaged and full of sugar and full yeah. of this stuff. I think that's a huge thing too. Is is that makes it easier is meal planning. Just prepare it. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, and prepare a plan. Maybe that plan is this is what I'm gonna eat this week. Or even going as far as like, hey, I'm gonna actually prepare my meals. I'm gonna prepare seven meals on Sunday, and that's gonna be my lunch every single day for the rest of the, you know, a bunch of rice, a bunch of chicken on the grill, or fish, or whatever it may be. Um, and then you kind of go through that. So, I, I I went through a phase where I was doing some um, carb cycling, uh, is what's called. Basically, you you um, you don't eat any carbs for like three days, and then you have a, a carb load day. And then you don't eat any, you don't eat any carbs. You eat like only protein and, and certain other things. Um, you try to go zero carbs for several days, and then have a carb load day. And uh, I did that for a while. Um, actually, my you know, I did that while my uh, wife was out visiting her family for a while one year, and I had a ton of success with that. But it wasn't it w- it was just if if I was a a, a single bachelor, then it would have been sustainable. Right. But then they came home from vacation and now I've got, you know, 
we were cooking the kids dinner every night and you know, it's just all these different types of things come up to where it's not sustainable for my family. Could I have sustained it? Yeah, for sure. But was it sustainable for my lifestyle? No, it, it wasn't. Um, and so that was kind of one thing that I wanted to kind of end with was um, what are some challenges that you, we might face when you're getting fit and how can we specifically overcome them? You know, one of that was uh, eating the same dinner as uh, your family or your kids when you're on a diet. You know, I don't know if your kids are eating macaroni and cheese and, and whatever else or uh it's sometimes it's kind of hard because well, I, I cook a separate meal for my wife, and I got to cook a separate well, meal for my kids. I got to cook a separate meal for this, and yeah. then I know some guys that do um, uh, they do whole uh, plant based diet, whole food plant based diet, mm-hmm. and it's like they do it, but their spouses don't do it. So now your spouse is going to cook dinner for themselves and the kids, and then she's going to cook a separate dinner for you. Which I mean, if they're fine with doing that, then great. But that causes, you know, that that potentially could cause extra stress or whatever else. So is it sustainable? Well, like, yeah. And I think you can make it work. Like, we we were able to make it work sometimes. And, I mean, like, the stuff that we make is good stuff. I mean, like, we make, it's not like it's, I mean, like, if we had you over for dinner, then you'd be like, like, we had to keep over your sailors yesterday. Mm -hmm. Like, that was, like, we ate, like, it was like a burrito with chicken and bacon and onions in it. And, like, that fits in. So it's like like tonight we had like a it's called cheeseburger macro cheeseburger, macro uh like macaroni or something like that and if it's if it with fit within our it was one of the meals that we made and we give the the kids they still don't like that like really like they don't like really like stuff like yeah. that and lots of meat in their macros we just just gave them the noodles with a little cheese on it um, but typically we'll try to give them what we eat. That's and and it's good for them too. Uh, but you're, you're, I mean, you're right. If you're if you are on one page and your spouse or the person who cooks the meals is on a different page, that can be difficult. Uh, but you know, talking talking it over or just saying, okay, well, I'm only going to eat this portion of what you made. And don't be offended. It's just like I think you I think a lot work of it, together. Yeah, I think a lot of it too is portion control to a certain extent. Um, you know, another one is is. Uh, potentially motivation could be a roadblock that you're feeling. Um, and, you know, I, I think I was looking through a whole bunch of different stuff and, and really kind of the one phrase that stuck out to me with overcoming the uh, the hurdle of motivation is find your deepest why. Find your deepest why and focus on that. Um, you know, write out write out all of your whys. And then find the deepest one and say, okay, this one means the most to me. And that will help drive your, your motivation. Yeah, well, you, that will help get the train going. And then once the train's going, once that habit is, we talked about habits, first mm-hmm. episode. That was the first episode that we did. Once you get that train going, the, those, those wagoned, uh, wagon wheels those wagon wheels and those, those tranches in the ground, it gets easier to stay on that train. And then so, because you're just like, it just becomes a routine. And you're like, okay. Uh, so you just got to find that why and that will help motivate you to get that initial push. Yeah, 100%. Um, lastly, um, you kind of said this one earlier, but uh, you know, just like some people just have a general love for food and they're just like, oh, you know, they, they have uh, limited willpower, I guess, and they just say, oh, this was so good. I'm going to have another bite. I'm going to have another bite. I'm going to have another piece of cake or another whatever. Um, so just o- overcoming that. And then, 
we already talked about it, but finding support, finding a, someone, an accountability partner, someone who supports you in what you're doing and, 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 uh, encourages you. Yeah. Well, I, I think like the love for food thing, I, I think that's kind of a BS cop out. I like, I think it's like, I think it's a mindset. I I don't think it's, I think it's an uncontrolled mindset. It's just like a indulgent mindset. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I love food. Heck yeah. I love great food. I mean, my wife and I, we are kind of almost like, uh, I wouldn't go as far as say we're foodies, but we like to try lots of different foods and things like that. My wife's a great cook and, and, but like, if, but like someone says, Oh, I I just love food. So I'm just going to eat myself into an oblivion. It's just like, okay, well, you're like, you can love food and not be incredibly obese. Like, that's just an excuse. What I think, too, is that uh, do you really love food if all you're eating is, you know, cookies and cakes and, 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 Whatever I feel like that's not even real food anyway. Yeah, you're. I mean, I mean, it's good. I mean, those things are good, and and, and you can have that in moderation. But like, the, how do you? But like, like that's like what Jake Gyllenhaal said about like your mind, mm-hmm. your what you put into your body or garbage. Like that's why I'm kind of uh, scoffing at what this guy's talking about eating ramen noodles and stuff like that. Like <laughs> garbage in, garbage out. You yeah. are what you, and that's in what you eat, what you think about, what you look at. Uh, what you talk about, and, and so, or what you're listening to. Hopefully, you know this is not garbage. This is a this is positivity into your ears, uplifting and, and encouraging. And that's that's the whole idea of the podcast: positivity into your ears. And then you're like, hey, these guys are great. Uh, these topics are great. I'm going to be a better person. Uh, and so that is, uh, or this is awesome. I've explored something new, or I've, I've heard a new experience is really cool. So that's the purpose of our podcast: is to help uh, give you good. F- input so there can be good output and i think that that's uh same way with food yeah well I, I mean this has been definitely motivational uh i mean maybe fitness is not everybody's specific cup of tea but it's something that uh that we feel strongly about uh something that we're constantly working on and thinking about uh just just being the best us that we can be um and hopefully some of these these uh quotes and strategies and and ideas can uh help you to continue to become the best you yeah exactly like Ethan said you know these these celebrity diets are sometimes fun to look at uh sometimes you're like wow that's so so awesome that was a great transformation or whatnot but uh the basic principles of these is just hard work pay attention to what you're eating and uh you know some of these there these actual workouts are out there uh, and um, they are interesting to check out. Uh, you can probably still do them. You can do a, a modified version of them, uh, which people have done, and they've shown some good results with that. But uh, so we'll be posting some of these on, on our Instagram, and so you can see some of this. And uh, I found some really interesting uh, uh, body fat percentage charts, which show what your for your age and for your sex where you should be at. So uh, we'll be posting a lot of that to Instagram. So you know, for everybody who joined us today, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Uh, like, follow us on Instagram uh, and uh, also Facebook uh, and YouTube as well. We, we post all these episodes on YouTube, so subscribe on YouTube and, and also wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, love to hear your feedback. And uh, if you have any, uh, if you've had any success stories with losing a weight or just really building that muscle, uh, let us know and, and maybe we'll have you on time to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So anyway, uh, thanks for joining us today and let's build that creed together. All right, let's do it.